Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. And James. Hi. James, I feel like it's been a little while since we've spoken about a review, but this week you published your thoughts on Evil Dead the game and gave it a 7 out of 10. This is one I've been curious about. If I'm not mistaken, it's developed by the same people that did Friday the 13th, right? No. Incorrect. (laughs) Who developed this one? So Sabre Interactive did it with another small team in Spain, I think, but yeah, nothing to do with Friday the 13th. I feel like so, you shouldn't be blamed for thinking that. It, it, I'm sure. No, is it a Texas similar Chainsaw premise? Massacre Why is. did I think that? Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, but not this. I think it's just because the premise... It's not even a similar premise, but it, it's a horror, It's based on a horror franchise. I guess that's yeah, the, maybe the that only it. link. Um, yeah, so, so 7 out of 10. What made you give it that score? Um, uh, well, you can read my review if you really wanted to know that. But it's All right, we'll do that. Let's about, move on to the next topic. Nah. Well, okay, cool. No need to be rude. <laughs> Straight out the bat, Yui. Um, <laughs> you haven't even apologized. Anyway, Evil Dead. Yeah, it's a um, it's more of a, like an it's like a, think of it as like Alan Wake ish kind of action adventure game, but it's multiplayer and it's not hide and seek. I think that's what I think that's the big thing that like separates it from like all those other games like Dead by Daylight and Friday the Thirteenth and what I assume will be. Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, is the you can fight back and it's very viable and I think that I've probably won about half as survivors half as the demon because you can play as either obviously um, I feel like it's quite balanced um, I think in the first week it was pretty tough no one really knew what they were doing and I think as everybody's starting to work out how to play the game properly um, it is definitely fun um, my big thing I think is that like in terms of the future, like, the, what the support for this game look like, there's already quite a bit in there, and there's mm. not a lot of Evil Dead to pull from in the future. Like, yes, there's a new movie and the reboot, um, but there really isn't a whole lot more, so I don't know how, what their plan is, if they even want this to be, like, a three-year success or something. Um, mm. But I have noticed that Season Pass 1 is called Season Pass 1, which, to me, indicates there'll be more. Uh, but, as a game, fantastic I feel like it's very, it's quite polished. There's a few glitches I mean, Shannon ran into, but generally speaking, for how long I've played versus what's happened, not much has happened. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's pretty solid. If you can get a group. So the together. two you managed to play some of it together, did you? Yes, we did. <laughs> nice. How was the co-op experience, Shannon? It was always a fun time playing with with James. Oh, it's definitely a game you have to play with people. Like obviously, I only mm. play it with James, so James would be better to speak about that. But it's definitely fun, and it's probably the most polished, is it asymmetrical type of game that has been on the market in terms of like Friday the 13th, Dead by yeah. Daylight, and all of those types. But I don't I know, know, it, it's like... very repetitive to me and a bit convoluted for my liking compared to like Friday the 13th. But I think over time it'll get better and they'll work out what people like and don't like, and it'll become a better game. Hmm. I've heard a lot of people talk about it like it's like a lot of people said, oh yeah, it's like Evolve. And I don't really see that. Like I can, like maybe I guess if you're the demon, um, you do get more powerful as time goes by, but so do the survivors and stuff, I think. But um, I don't think it's like Evolve at all. Like I don't want people to hear it because I have heard that from a few different people and that would put me off, but I wouldn't let that put you off. So I'm trying to get at. Um, 
And I don't really know if I would say it's convoluted either, but like... Is it, is it combat-focused like Evolve is? Like, are you going after the demon and trying to fight each other, or nah, is you're it trying, a bit more like... You're trying to find stuff, um, like find yeah. find objectives and then defend objectives, um, loot stuff in between to like gear yourself up, and mm-hmm. the demon can spawn in um, AI enemies or like take control of those AI enemies... Um, take control of you, like, possess you if you're scared enough. Um, so the demon has a lot to do, um, but you're not actively fighting the demon. I would say you're more defending yourself against it while you're trying to finish your objectives. It's like, it feels more like wave defensey than, like, Friday the 13th, and that's the thing I, I didn't love about it. Again, it's it's fun and it's polished, but I for me, Friday the 13th was better because you... It was similar in the fact that you could do these missions, but instead of having to do the exact same sequence in a row, you could do any of them to win the match, where this is very... You're finding a map, you're doing this, you're doing that in the exact same sequence every time. And whilst it's it's solid, like, it all works fine, I just feel like it needs a bit more variety in this type of game where you're just playing over and over again, outside of the maps. Mm. Interesting. Are you going back to anytime soon, James? Yeah, I literally play it almost every second day at the moment. Oh wow, awesome, yeah. cool. I agree that I'm they have probably to, like, need watch to... some gameplay of it or something. And yeah, I agree they need to change the um, objectives up. I think with there's a free map coming next month um, that will probably have new objectives and even like a stage specific boss has been rumored and stuff. Uh, that oh, would cool. be really cool. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. And I think with the future content drops, there will be a more objective variety. I think yeah, it's like a team of twenty people. It's they're stretching themselves thin already, but I think it's mm. pretty solid given who's made it. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right, very cool. Uh, well, we're going to be talking heaps more about games that I know you enjoy, James. Um, but the last time we spoke, which was about two weeks ago, and apologies for the lack of episode last week. Here's your apology, James. I'm sorry about last week. I don't that want was... it. The people want it. <laughs> uh it has been has been a couple of weeks since the last episode because i messed up last week um but last week when not last week but two weeks ago when we were talking we were chatting about leaked images from a game that we speculated might have been from bloober team's take on a silent hill entry um since then reports have emerged that bloober is working on a silent hill 2 remake um, and another two Silent Hill projects are in development. Shannon, I will come back to James in a moment because I'm sure he's got a lot to say on the topic, but what can you tell us about these other rumoured projects first, these other two outside of the Silent Hill 2 remake? God, you're really testing my Silent Hill knowledge from weeks ago. It feels like 24 hours in the Silent Hill universe is enough. <laughs> I think from memory, one was a, one was a brand new entry in development at konami from memory and the other one was like dark pictures styled um like choose your own adventure type game both which all which sound really cool i just still find it really hard to imagine we're going to go from like no silent hill to like all of these triple a releases all at once i don't know i can see it both sides like we obviously have been been hearing this for two or three years but it's very hard to imagine they're going to go from nothing except like a skateboard on the merch store to all in with like three or four games <laughs> at once. Do you but think it's, it's exciting. Konami looking at the success that Capcom's had with something like Resident Evil in terms of kind of bringing that and giving it new energy uh, amongst a newer audience these days? Like, do you think that's what they're trying to do with Silent Hill? Uh, 
Konami is such a hard one because they do have like this genuinely good IP that they've just neglected. But yeah, surely they've seen mm. how Capcom has been able to reinvent Resident Evil and take it from sort of this cult horror game that's probably in line with Silent Hill, maybe a bit ahead, but and sort of really take it to the mainstream um, and, and have it rivaling some of the biggest games in the world, especially when both series have sort of lost their way a little bit in the middle somewhere. Like the fact that Capcom have been able to turn around surely would be inspiring Konami, but then they might just be happy with their pachinko machines and all the money coming in through that. <laughs> yeah. All right, James, let's get you in off the bench because I'm sure you got heaps to say. Um, but first, let me ask you about the Silent Hill 2 remake because I know that was something you specifically were excited about. Um, I think you may have even described it as the best game ever in, in a text message between us all chatting about it. What has you so excited about Silent Hill 2 specifically? I was being um, a little bit exaggerated with that (laughs) comment. Um, But yeah, um, I think, like, if they were going to do that, like, that is the one that works by itself. Like, it doesn't require any prior knowledge of any of the other games. Um, It's the one that's most revered, and... Does the original Silent Hill not do that? In terms of what? Like, not require any prior knowledge. Well, you're right, but, like... It's also, like like I said, number two is the most revered and it doesn't require prior knowledge. Like, you could do number one, right. but people don't care about it as much as number two, I would argue. It, it's um, a stronger game and you can still yeah. just jump straight into it. Yeah, one, and the, all of the games are about, like, a cult at the end of the day, but two leans less on the cult stuff, which I find a lot of, like, normal people, not normal people, but, like, people who don't play these games normally prefer the, the story of two um, because there's less culty elements in it. Um, I like personally, it's like, it's not my favorite, but like, I do, I do think it is one of the, a really good game, really real written and stuff, which is why like, it's kind of like Resi 4 where these games were quite influential and they were quite revered. And I think it's going to be different. You're never, I don't think everyone's going to be pleased with this, no matter how it turns out. Um, and I feel the same way about RE4 remake whenever that comes out. Um, but yeah, in, I I think it'll be. F- I'm I'm always interested to see like new takes on stuff, um, especially when it's like stuff that has been considered like you know king for so long. Um, yeah, I think it is weird. Like what Shadow was saying before, it is weird that Konami's doing that. But I think last year, January ish, they said they restructured their development studios, and then there was that report in October ish that said that they were doing more stuff with Castlevania Metal Gear and Silent Hill. So, like, it doesn't... It, it makes sense to me that they mm. would... Like, that this would start happening. Because um, these could all just be pictures. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean these games are all coming out or will all come to the light of day. Like, I've heard that the idea of, like, a Telltale-esque game has been shopped around quite a bit. Like, years before it came up now, you know? Mm. Um and for it to pop up again is interesting because, like, I feel like that means that definitely probably was happening. Um, but yeah, it's it's in, it's weird, but I'm happy for it. I guess, like I said last time we talked about Silent Hill, like my my standards are so low at the moment for any post Silent Hill three games that like it can it will still probably be good for me regardless of how bad it might be. 
Like, yeah, I you're kind know. of going into it with realistic. I'm very, well, I guess not even I'm, realistic, but low expectations. So it, I'm it just like protecting myself, chance, you know? Yeah, that's good. That's good. You don't want to <laughs> get too overexcited. Yeah. Um, when would you hope to see these kind of materialize? Or like, when do you speculate we might hear more about them? Um, I think, well, I mean... It gets. I think the that, I think it's too, too early event, to say. Right? Yeah. No, if I don't Silent know, like, Hill Two is is PlayStation exclusive, surely that'll be the next like big PlayStation thing. But I yeah, if I, I would say like announcement this year, release next year, probably. Like if, but I mean, I I I think I feel like I've been saying that for the last three years, you know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I I don't I don't I think now is the time for sure. Um, I really thought that the team that was making um, Slitterhead, I don't know if you guys remember that reveal um, from yeah. the Game Awards a while ago, I thought that team, because it was so many XSH developers and stuff, that was their game, but it obviously isn't. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see when they'll show this, or if they're going to show them all at once, if that is a thing. Um, I do think they will try and recapture that PT thing where you put out a demo, don't say what it is, and then maybe it gets revealed as a Silent Hill thing. Like, it wouldn't surprise me oh, if yeah. that became a thing again. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. That's why I just yeah. wish the abandon... Cool. I wish the abandoned thing was Silent Hill because the, the earlier stages of that were cool. And I feel like that has sort of ruined them being able to do something similarly cool now because people either just be sceptical or, like, I don't know. Or kind of I don't know what I'm saying. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they took they advantage of that. surprise factor. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's still a chance that is, like, one of these rumoured Silent Hill projects? I don't think so. From that- all, like, they've done an exceptional job, if it is. I guess the only, like, 1% chance it does have is we know that this game was supposed to be announced last year and it's been pushed back, so that could mm. have thrown things out greatly, but surely not. Hmm. Interesting. Well, James, you're right. We will just have to wait and see. And another thing we're going to have to wait and see about is what the hell happens with EA here on out. Uh, talk was a buzz this week that they were in buyout talks with the likes of Apple, Amazon, Disney, and Comcast all touted as potential candidates. Shannon, do you think we could have another big video game merger on our hands? Oh, God, it's really hard. Like, I don't... I think we can all probably agree that Xbox doesn't want to touch anything else at the moment until Activision Blizzard goes through because they just feel like that will put more scrutiny on that. But then, yeah, there's I don't lots know if PlayStation of regulatory eyes on them at the moment, right? Have I don't know if PlayStation have enough money to go after EA, so then it, it does open the door for and like an Apple or a Google or someone of that caliber to take over. EA, but yeah, I don't really know. I, look, I don't know a lot about business, so I don't really know why EA would want to be desperate to be to be bought out. Like, I'd ex- expect that everything's doing well for them. Like, obviously, Battlefield flop, but I feel like they bring enough money through the likes of FIFA and Apex Legends that they're probably doing okay. So I don't really understand the nuances of it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, James, that was kind of going to be the question I throw at you. Like, do you think that's true? And do you think that EA is still in a confident position. I feel like there kind of has been a few misses in terms of their kind of triple A content, particularly like the, with the exception of what Respawn's done, they've struggled to really make much use of the Star Wars license. Battlefield, obviously a pretty notable, I I, I don't used to like using the word flop, but the game certainly struggled. Um, Do you think they could stand something to gain from merging with someone else? 
Um, maybe. But I I think EA has a really weird identity issue at the moment um, in mm. terms of, like, I do feel like they're trying to put all of their basket, all of their baskets, all of their eggs in one basket um, a, with multiplayer games. Um, but then I, the mm. success of Jedi Fallen Order really threw them. And then this Dead Space remake, which I'm still not convinced is real. Like, I know it is real, but, like, I just feel like it got announced and is out so quickly. It just doesn't yeah, seem yeah. right. This Like, there's some weird... Ca- I feel like there's a catch. I don't know. Um, can't even pre-order it. And it's, like, less than six months out. It's an EA game. That seems weird to me. Mm. But I digress. Um, I think they're definitely... Like, yeah, I don't... I was under the impression that they could make as many flops as they wanted because, like, Ultimate Team makes them so much money and that costs them so little um, compared Mm. to, say, making, like, a real game. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I also worry, like, Disney was pretty... um, pretty rough on Disney Infinity, like, the second it started to show, like, any sign of decay, you know? Like, that's... that, That attitude it wouldn't be good for yet another different team of developers, you know? Um, I, I, I like- also feel like Disney had like a horrible experience with EA with Star Wars. So I, I feel like that's kind of a weird fit. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like Apple would be the, that Apple obviously have more money than anyone. Um, so I feel like if they wanted to go after EA, they could. And obviously they've been working on an AR VR headset. That's meant to be targeting gamers next year but again like it would it would be beneficial for the, the knowledge and all the um tech and stuff that ea have i don't think they would take them away from releasing like games on on playstation and xbox because that would just be stupid but i could see someone like apple wanting to bring them in house to make sure that like fifa's on everything and whatever else is on the apple platforms because yeah apple needs yeah. as much help as it can get if it's going to be launching a new vr platform uh, yeah, I, I kind of do hope that regardless of like kind of what situation they're sort of in at the moment, that they kind of do allow some of their, their talented teams that they have to kind of work on a lot of their IPs that they have um, that are equally strong. Like, I just feel like the heyday of Need for Speed games are kind of long behind us. And I would love for like the return of Burnout. And like, obviously, you know, there's uh, Skate in the works too. There's, um, you know, maybe the return of Mass Effect, Dragon Age 4 as well. Like, there are all these kind of very known properties that I would love to kind of see come back and come back strongly. But I can't say I'm like hugely confident they'll do that. Um, really with except the exception of Respawn, like I think the kind of jury's a little bit out on just like how well these games deliver. Um, but that being said, like there was, I'd, I'd be really disappointed not seeing Need for Speed game again. And uh, although, you know, it's obviously the same team making the football games, not having the FIFA brand attached as well. I'd, I'm interested to see how that kind of impacts those games and obviously there'll be like certain competitions they no longer have access to that are attached to the the FIFA license and all that so yeah maybe maybe they're just kind of feeling like it's a bit of a tumultuous time and by kind of aligning with a, another business I mean these are certainly like no small companies they're talking to um but yeah I don't know I just kind of feel like it's a little bit tumultuous at the moment and I yeah, hope it's... that like some of these games that I love kind of don't fall by the wayside and studios kind of don't get cast aside either in the process yeah it's hard unless it's like playstation or xbox like 
you can't see mm. how EA just continues operating in like the exact same space. Like they have, they'd have to become like a radically different company yeah. to fit into any of those and, other And at the same time, I don't think they can sell off individual studios either. Like, no. um, like Respawn, for instance, if they were to get snapped up by Microsoft or Sony, like I feel like that would spell disaster for them. Um, uh, and like, yeah, someone like DICE, for instance, like, they're clearly a talented studio kind of struggling to make games that kind of live up to their aspirations. But, you know, maybe within a different, under a different publisher, they kind of timeline to relax and they kind of find it a bit more success. So I don't know. I, I would be very hesitant if I was EA to let any of these developers go and, and maybe the extra financing of a bigger corporation kind of allows them to kind of let them free up a bit more flexibility for them. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, an interesting one. Um, James, what about from like a regulatory perspective? Like, do you think we can afford any more mergers or do you think like the competitive landscape of the gaming industry is kind of where it ought to be at at the moment? Um, I don't really know. I can't really imagine this yet because I don't feel like we're actually there yet. Um, like, mm. all of this stuff has happened, but, like, nothing has really come out and nobody has really felt like, you know, no Bethesda's on PlayStation or anything like that. Um, purely yeah. from, like, like, a business perspective, I don't, like... Like, to me, like, as, as an example, like, Embracer Group owning all mm. of those studios doesn't really matter as much because their games are going to go everywhere. Um, I guess it would be more of like, say, an issue. And I say that with like very big quotation marks. If like, say, Sony bought everyone up or Microsoft bought everyone up. Um, and that would be frustrating if you had the other console. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I think it's too early to tell. I think, mm. I think that the conjecture like is really only about a few of these games. So like, I'm sure Activision and Xbox have to sort of commit to releasing COD on PlayStation. And it'd probably be the same for like EA on FIFA if it went exclusive. Like, I don't think you could make FIFA platform exclusive without there being some serious scrutiny from, from regulators. Cause that would be taking like one of the biggest properties and locking it down to one platform. So if it does that matter, I, I, like from a legal perspective, I think it does. It, does. Really it does. It does at that when you're talking about like, if someone wanted to acquire Epic and make Fortnite, switch exclusive like that would yeah it does i think at a certain point but then again disney just acquired everything and and it's on disney plus only and no one seems to care so who knows honestly yeah i I think it's so long as you've kind of got uh enough publishers of content kind of all competing in the same landscape like so long as there's enough people making video games under different umbrellas but we're getting to the point that there's not that's all okay there's like there's like ea and ubisoft and that's it like, literally. Yeah, well, I mean, posh, we're, we are kind of rapidly but... approaching that point. And, like, within, um, you know, the world of, like, media in terms of, like, TV and music and movies, I suppose, as we think of it, there's really only, like, five kind of companies that all kind of the parent company up the chain kind of comes back to. And I think I'd like to see the video games kind of remain a bit more competitive than that landscape. It's kind of hard, I guess, being how big these businesses are to kind of support it on such a scale. But... I- yeah, I think I'd it's like, it's uh, it's different to music and movies as well because, like James said, like a hundred million people might own a PlayStation or a Switch, and if like fifty percent of the mm. game library—that's an exaggeration—but yeah, like if a big bulk of the game library starts going exclusive to somewhere else, like it's not like Netflix or Stan or a different music service. Like you can't just download that on your phone and pay the subscription. Like you have to buy a whole new console and play 
yeah. on there. Like, it's a big difference. And that's but isn't that probably what works in Xbox's favour, though? Because they're, like, trying to No, 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 that is the point. But that's time. why game gaming might come under more scrutiny than, say, yeah, the other mergers where music publishers might buy one. Another. Like, it doesn't really affect the end user that much as this. If COD, if COD was to go Xbox exclusive, like, that severely changes the landscape for how many millions of yeah. gamers that might have just bought a PlayStation for COD only. And I'm not, I'm and not saying either, these watchdogs And the other way. No, I, like, I totally agree. Like, the, the, like, these watchdogs would be looking out for consumer interests. Um, and so, it's obviously not, like, in their interest for things that were otherwise widely available to suddenly be restricted to a platform. Um, I, I think just in general yeah, as well, like... There's very, there's like Apple, Google, Amazon, like there's there's like three or four people, Elon Musk was the one I was thinking of. They can literally just buy anything they want, and we're getting to a point <laughs> where they can literally just wake up and decide they want to buy any company, any platform, and I don't think that's okay anymore either. No. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I certainly don't want the Musk media empire becoming a thing. Maybe let's, he'll buy EA. Maybe Twitter will idea. fall off the table and he can just buy <laughs> EA. I saw him tweeting about Elden Ring before. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if that's even something he considered doing. Um, anyhow, on that scary thought, let's talk about PlayStation Plus and its new tiers a little bit more because we finally got a more complete list of all the games included in the new PlayStation Plus tiers. Um... Shannon, I will come back your way firstly on this. I know you're excited about a couple of the PS1, 2, and PSP classics on offer in the top tier deluxe package. I suppose you don't have... It's a pretty safe bet as to which one you're most excited about. Yeah, the original Ape Escape, I'm, especially with trophies, I feel like a lot of these games you wouldn't care for, but the fact that they now mm. have trophies sort of gives them a new life, which sounds stupid, but it does modernize them. A little bit in terms of it like you know the reason to play it does them, to right? go back yeah yeah um so so back to ape escape to get the platinum trophy then for you that's, that's ape escape and and toy story kind of came up i don't know i can't remember if that has a platinum trophy or trophies but that was sort of a random one to include that i definitely enjoyed playing when i was younger um so you're still committed to getting that deluxe package i presume i think so although i must admit i'm the, the the list of just the um extra games, the PS4, PS5 games surprised me in how mm. expansive that was. And the deluxe classic games sort of underwhelmed a little bit. But then I guess that's because they're going to do a Nintendo and slowly add them over time. So it sort of makes sense. But yeah, definitely we'll go the deluxe and check it all out. I don't know how much I'm going to play the classic games. Probably not a lot, but it's cool to have them. What about yourself, James? I, I see you taking a big gulp of drink. I'm glad I didn't time that worse. Um, what 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 are the games are sending out to you on the list so far? Do you think there's enough to justify the subscription to the deluxe tier? No, I um, I think I'm excited for Siphon Filter, obviously. But I had a weird thought the other day. I think I already own it. So does that mean that I own it when it comes out again? I think so. If you've got it digitally, yeah. Oh. yeah. So which is kind of crazy. Like I bought it on PSP, like years ago um to play i think um or ps3 mm. i can't remember which one um yeah i like i think i think it is good um it's it's kind of like that situation when game pass first came out and we were all like well it's all games we've already played but i'm sure there's a lot of people who obviously haven't played all of the games that are on that mm. list um i don't know if it's a good value proposition for people if they 
like if they want to play all of those first party games too because obviously they're not included as well um the retro list is good i just hope it doesn't drip feed like nintendo does like that's my main i'm i'm oh, still okay, so... yeah sorry continue i think it's gonna drip feed i hope it's like more than one game a month like i hope it's like a solid five to ten games a month because playstation do have quite a lot they can tap into like third party and, and first party wise Yeah, you stopped talking, Shannon. You were like cutting out between. Yeah, <laughs> you were cutting out big time. <laughs> um, I'm gonna just guess what you said there and say yes. Like the the list of games is great. Like I think in terms of if you're getting um, if you're just getting a PS5, like I would highly recommend. I think at this stage, kind of going to that extra package at least to kind of get you started, because there's a ton of games in there that if you've not really had a playstation before or maybe didn't play terribly much of the ps4 like this there's so many great games in there and, and a fair few that have had ps5 upgrades as well um so yeah i mean like even things like you know returnal and ghost of tsushima the um director's cut being in there um i think of really kind of great pickups for a first time um playstation 5 player um and like yeah Demon's i'm souls still... is there too as well right like that's that's a game that yeah, i feel like a Demon's lot of people souls wouldn't is not, have I grabbed and that'll be like just out of fear of it being too hard so games like that are a good get i feel to begin with yeah and there's a few there that like even as someone that has played a lot of these games but like particularly playstation's kind of first party ones it would it would tempt me to subscribe even for like just a month or two to kind of get um yeah be able to play some of these games that i missed out on um but yeah i can't say i'm sold yet on the deluxe tier the kind of top tier above that um, nothing's really kind of grabbed me in terms of the I, classic games that I kind of haven't otherwise had a chance to play. Um, I, I was going to say, I still think a big part of the deluxe package that just people aren't quite, quite comprehending it is like the game trials. Like, again, the list is quite small to begin with, to begin with yeah. but like you can play five hours of Horizon, which is at least a decent chunk. Like, I'm guessing most people would fall off a game like that after, like, three or four. And, like, yeah, I still think if every AAA game has, like, a two- to five-hour trial, like, that would be enough for most people to play a lot of those games and just be done with it, to be honest. Or at least, yeah, kind of sample a bigger game like Horizon or Cyberpunk, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of... I might kind of wait out and just see how it shapes up and, like, see how regularly they do add to it um certainly if they were to announce that um uh playstation now and the ps3 games are kind of coming over yeah. i think yeah, that'd be a much big bigger draw card to me because like you, you know the age i was kind of jumping into the ps3 generation i feel like there's a fair few blind spots in that that generation for me um yeah we've obviously spoken about resistance before for example um but yeah i'm not totally sold yet on on it but i'm stoked that you know ape escape for yourself shannon siphon filter for yourself james are like becoming dino kind of crisis on the way again that's great dino crisis yeah <laughs> is dino crisis when i should play james are you muted we can't hear you i would be surprised if dino crisis made it to australia only because it was published by all different types of companies like in America, it was Capcom, but in America, yeah. uh, in Europe and Australia, it was done by like Virgin and, and IDOS back in the day. Um, so I'm yeah. interested to see if that 
if licensing will get in the way of that or not. Um, to answer your question, I think the first game is pretty average, but the second game is really good. So if they bring both of them, that would be great. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. Probably worth noting that, um, yeah, that list of games probably isn't entirely representative of what we'll see here in Australia, just with a couple of exceptions. Like, hold on, Miami 2, wrong number, for instance. Like, I'm fairly sure that's still refused classification in Australia. Um, so, hey, if it is added, maybe pick it up, because you haven't had a chance to play it otherwise. Um, but only if it's age-appropriate, I suppose. Anyhow, let's segue out of that and talk about a rapid-fire question <laughs> instead, actually. That's that's all of the topics for today. I do have a rapid-fire question for the two of you, though, inspired by a tweet of yours in the week, James. And that is, what colour is your PlayStation 5 right now? Shannon. It is nothing. I don't have any cover on my PlayStation because it's the only oh. way it fits into my entertainment unit. Oh, really? That is not the answer I expected. You've just taken the panels it's off naked. and it's just, like, naked on there? Yeah. Ugh. Not a fan of that. What about yourself, James? Just white. White. But yeah. you did, according to your tweet, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, okay. I ordered the purple. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Because you want it to look like your GameCube, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. I just wanted to buy something. I was feeling a bit shit that way. I thought I'll buy this. Fair enough, a bit of retail therapy never hurt anyone. Yeah. Um, so I'm the only one with a black one, huh? I thought more of us would have... I do have boring. the black. It is black when it's not naked. It is black. And I do much prefer <laughs> it that way. Yeah, I like just blacking everything out as much as I can. Blends in all nicely. Anyhow, I was curious about that. There are more new colours out today. Or not out today, out this week. Out this week? Or they were announced this week, coming out when, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know? I think mid-June. At some point in the near Mid-June. future. Thank Mid-June. you. Thank you, James. Getting all my knots crossed. Uh, but let's take the opportunity then to segue back out of that and talk about what the wiki instead, the Press, pa- Press Starts podcast game show, where the previous week's winner reads part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, must guess the game. The first to guess two games correctly wins the round and takes home the points. James and Brody are tied on five apiece. Shannon just behind on four. Myself on two. Kieran on one. And Harry and Stephen on nil point. As last week's winner, Shannon is in the hosting chair. And thank God for that, because I think I'm out of practice in this whole hosting thing. So, Shannon, take it away. Is Brody waiting in the wings? Was he going to just, like, stealthily sneak in? No, he's not. He's cut. Just the three of us today, then. Opportunity for points between James and I. The game is a platform video game developed by Japan Studio and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. It was released for the PlayStation in May 1999 in North America and June 1999 in Japan. The first game in the series, the game tells the story of an animal named Spectre who gains enhanced intelligence and a malevolent streak through the use of an experimental helmet. Spectre produces an army of animals which he sends through time in an attempt to rewrite history. Spike, the playable character, sets out to capture the animals with the aid of special gadgets. The game is played from a third-person perspective. Players use a variety of gadgets to pursue and capture the animals traversing across special environments. The game's controls are heavily centred around the analogue sticks, being the first game to require the use of the PlayStation's DualShock. James. Is it Ape Escape? 
it is safest game. God damn it. Well <laughs> done. That's, person. that's why I was like lost. I thought I hate Third it when person. it's just a one-on-one with James because I don't know if he's just playing with his food or not. Uh, like I he knows that, that he's got me. And he's I was, like, no, I was editing a review, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, I felt like I when you mentioned the DualShock thing, I felt like I had that in as a trivia question, like in PAX one year or something, and I was like, potentially, but you still didn't get still it. Got so it wrong. I don't know what that still, says. Still didn't know it. No, it's true. Carry on, Shen. Oh, God, okay. This really throws out what, how I thought this was going to go. The game is a platform game based on a movie of a similar name. It is a sequel to another game and was released for Nintendo 64, PlayStation, Windows, and Macintosh in late 1999, while a Dreamcast version followed in 2000. The computer versions were released under the title Disney Pixar's Action Game, a different version a side-scrolling platform game with the same name was released for the Game Boy Color in 1999. James. James? Yeah. Is it Toy Story 2? Do you know the full title? What, is it Disney Pixar action game Toy Story 2? <laughs> it's not, but I'll give it to you. It's Toy Story <laughs> 2, Buzz Lightyear to the Rescue. Oh. Buzz Lightyear to the Rescue. What a dud yeah. round. It well, is a dumb, well, I feel like very generous to give James that. But, <laughs> oh, okay. wow. Okay, well, let's pretend that didn't happen. Said, <laughs> let, I could have said the game name and you still would have just looked like, at me blankly. Let's go to the like next was, one then. I was guessing go it was on. a Toy right, Story let, subtitle. Let's do the last one. Let's read the third one. <laughs> the game is a third-person shooter stealth video game developed by Idetic and published by 989 Studios exclusively for PlayStation. <laughs> James. <laughs> what is it, James? Siphon filter. It is siphon filter. Well done, yeah, James. So fucking three shut up, three. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, James. That puts you back in first place on six points. Brody now just behind on five. Um, but as this week's winner, you will be next week's, next week's host. Hopefully, I stand a chance. <laughs> it would help, Shannon, if you picked out something that was released after, you know, my fourth birthday. That'd be great. Um, but with that, let's bring an end to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at press.eu and visit the site at pressstart.com.au. We've been joined today by Shannon. You can follow me at shancake underscore on Twitter. And we've also been joined today by James. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. I've been your host, Ewan Roxborough. You can follow me on Twitter at Ewan underscore Roxborough. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. Bye.